Hey guys, welcome to the Do Good Podcast with myself, Rob Watson, and I've got a really great guest lined up for you today. Her name is Bridget Nielsen. She is without doubt probably one of the most, you know, uplifting and positive and inspiring people that you could spend time with or listen to. So I think you're in for a real treat. I first got to know Bridget a good few years ago and I've been on quite a few of her retreats and I've realized how transformational and powerful they are. She's now um, you know, she's got a really big YouTube following and she does retreats all over the world and she's got online courses and workshops. She really is sort of great inspiration for us to live our best selves and to inspire us to know that there's so much potential in each and every one of us and she just shares that message and she does it by following excitement and playing and really enjoying life. I like to do my interviews face-to-face, so Bridget is mainly over in Arizona, in America, for most of the year, yet she's over here now doing some retreats in in Glastonbury and Amsterdam, so I took the opportunity to go down and spend a few days with her and record this interview for you guys. So it was really fun, really enjoyed it, and she's got a really interesting story. She really has. She's been on, she faced quite a few challenges throughout life, and she's really used them as a platform to transform and to grow and realizing that's what challenge is about it's actually the put in front of us so we can grow and learn and become better so you know what i'm gonna stop talking now and i'm gonna just go straight into today's episode so here we go okay well firstly Bridget, i really appreciate you taking the time out to um chat with me today for the podcast and we've had a pretty um amazing day already here in glastonbury again this is Maybe the third time I've seen you in this space. Yep. And today we were in the town and then we went to the White Spring and each time we've gone in there, we've it's been pretty magical. What do you think it is about sort of like Glastonbury that keeps pulling you back and wants you to, you know, do retreats? and? Yeah. I mean, I think it's uh, karmic <laughs> and it definitely like has this space in my heart and in my soul to come back. And it's very nourishing and like yin and regenerative regenerative to me um, in a different way that I can't get in other places. So it's just very nourishing. Yeah, I feel that too. There's just, it kind of just washes away yeah. a lot of stuff depending where you've been, where you've come from, whatever's going on in your life. It's, a, it's an opportunity to tune back in, relax, feel a bit more into your body connect a bit with nature because it's there's a lot of nature around here and definitely yeah it's all good so for anyone who um, isn't aware of Bridget you know from the outside looking in or people who are aware, you know this really successful YouTuber you travel around the world doing retreats and adventures with people you live in amazing Sedona and um, you know but life hasn't always been like that for you and I'd really like to sort of like go back you know not necessarily right to the beginning but to get a bit of a more understanding of sort of your past, your journey, and how and how that's gone on. So, it, was there any particular moment where you've really felt like I don't know that triggered your change in where you are now, or is it just a combination of lots of things over the years? Yeah, I mean, I would take it back to to childhood and kind of like the culture that I was born into, um, being very conservative, particularly for women. Like I was just talking to your wife Ruth about this, you know, where it's there wasn't really a voice and there was a certain life pattern was carved out culturally for the way that you were supposed to live life. And um, I tried to obey by that for a while, but 
very quickly realized that I am a very different kind of spirit and a wild soul. And so kind of the rebellion against that and then that it was just a cultural constraint of, of what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to be. And if anything, I think that really pressurized me uh, in a good way to really push, you know, like the watermelon seed effect that to really spit me out and and have no kind of apology for who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. So I think over just the whole time of going to public school and then university just finally was like so constraining um, that I think the big kind of demarcation of me going on my own path was when I graduated from university and was just, okay, I'm out of here. (laughs) Like I'm going on this whole other wave of who I want to be and I don't really care what culture thinks. So it was that rebellious thing that really started it. And you are... An artist at heart, is that what you were doing is like through school and university? Yeah, art and business, I guess, were my majors. And so there was that was always a part and I'm really grateful to my family for being very supportive of the artist aspect of me. Um, but it was really there was something more that I don't think just could be uh, expressed through those mediums, which then have evolved into who I am now, but like through travel and culture and spirituality and those kinds of like connecting with other people and how to connect with humans and like loving humans, like those aspects of me, I didn't even, they, they just were vital and I didn't know how, but I just knew that those were parts of me that had to be expressed. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And you did, basically you did quite a bit of traveling when you were younger around Europe and that's very much planted the seeds for you now coming back and running your retreats and your adventures with people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the the travel has always been a big part and it's always been in tandem with nature and my parents always made sure that I got like exposure, which was very helpful because then I knew that it wasn't just this kind of Beauty and the Beast provincial town and there was... What was that so much more that exists? There was, I knew what that other thing was that existed. And I had, and there was no limitations because I always had a lot of support. And so once I was out of the kind of like shackles of school and those kinds of things, then it was just free range. And I knew like that I could go in these other directions. And... Um- one thing that's always fascinated me about hearing the story is that you know you face some pretty big challenges growing up in terms of you know, my dad's were successful and then it kind of all changed. Can you, <laughs> yeah. can you share that with us? Yeah. Um, in the 2009 crash, um, yeah, my, my parents, I mean, growing up it was kind of like middle class, but then by the time I was in high school, my parents were pretty wealthy. And then my, then they lost everything in that crash because my dad was in real estate and made some bad decisions as well, but lost like everything. And it was right as I was graduating from university. So there was this moment where I had to really choose um, who I was going to be with no, there was no support. Like there's no like, oh, well, if it doesn't work and you go for your dreams, you can just go move in with mom and dad. There was nothing, you know, like no safety net at all. And I think that that actually helped me because there was no going back, you know. 
And, um, and it was, and it also, so it changed my relationship to like who I was going to be. And, uh, there was nowhere to go but up. I guess that was always like the thing too. Cause if you're at rock bottom of say like financial space or something, then it's like, well, there's no, there's like, you're not risking anything. So I think it was actually a really good position to start in. And I always said that like worst case scenario, if my dreams and plans didn't work out, then I would call up my grandma, make her buy me a ticket to Thailand, and I could live on $5 a day and figure things out on a beach. So that I always had that as my worst case scenario, but uh, for the past, I guess it's been over a decade for sure, I haven't had to pull that card, so. And you know, even talking about then, the, the worst case scenario, that's not such a Ex- bad worst case scenario. Exactly, and you can make really good worst case scenarios so yeah. that it's it's like, doesn't have to be scary. I mean, I, I do get motivated by certain things that I guess would be negative, but instead of it being scary, like you're gonna end up homeless, like on the side of the street, it's like, hey, if things don't turn out, you can still end up in a good position, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think it's always important to just maybe think about them possible scenarios and then go, actually, is it that bad? Is it worth taking the risks in my life and going down this trajectory? Because I can always, I know I can bounce back and I know it isn't going to get that bad. Most of the time it's just a fear, a belief, a fear, something, an old pattern, thinking that we can't do something. But, well, one thing's for sure is that, you know, you've really... um, you know, proved, if anything, you know, that how by you following your passion, following your excitement, that life can support you and it can support you way better in many ways. I think a lot of us have got these patterns that maybe if we want to become an explorer, a traveler, an adventurer, an artist, that in society, maybe them things aren't considered a thing that, you know, there's financial weight behind them, particularly creatives generally. Yes. So, you know, you're living proof that you can live this life, you can live a phenomenal life really yep yeah it's a it's a huge uh blessing and i think um it's really important again it's it's not holding taking on those cultural narratives of what something can be and i think that those paradigms of you know say artists can't make money or you can't do what you love or like those kinds of things i think that those are really being um kind of demolish those beliefs even right now with the invent of the internet and like digital nomads and I think a lot of that is changing whereas like when I started out on that um I guess it is technically like 10 11 years ago it was on the risky end where there wasn't necessarily a ton of precedence proving that it would work Um, which I'm grateful for because I like going into the unknown in that way. But I think now there is pure evidence that you can. And I think it's just really getting, honing in on your talent and the value then that is that humanity or like a certain people's needs that you have to offer. Like aligning those two things, like figuring out what people need and then being having some kind of talent that can assist them in that. I think a lot of people are passionate about certain things, but like maybe they're not say necessarily good at it or like there isn't a need. And I think putting those pieces together and make and like looking out and actually seeing other people um, in addition to your own passion and merging those two is really important. And I think that that recipe is what's been really beneficial because I've been able to move from 
a full-time artist to like retreats and spirituality to like coaching and courses and I've kind of gone in lots of different directions but been supported in all of them so I think it's really looking at the other people and wanting to be of service in addition to just your own passion and expression that really creates a, a recipe for success in that and support yeah that's beautiful so winding back 2009 everything goes your safety net goes yeah um it must have felt pretty unsettling for that what was it like finding out that was it did it happen all at once or was it a bit of a uh, was it phased over a period of time it was pretty abrupt like it was one of the things where it was like I was at a nice universe private university driving a BMW and then get the kind of the call right like so yeah there's nothing left and to where all of a sudden, I'm about to go into my like finals and like in the in the heat of university, and also my brother like you know pulled out of his university and like get a job, pay for your own place, and of course like most people have to do that anyways. So we were in a really grateful position uh, to begin with, but it did it was very abrupt to where I had to. I remember for my senior art show. I had to buy super small canvases because I just literally was, I had to have enough gas to get to college and buy canvases for my senior show. And I had to tell the professor, like, I can't buy bigger ones. I don't have any money. And so it was this really strange time. Uh, yeah, that was completely unknown. And I didn't know what was going to happen, really. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild, but um, but it it made me dig in deeper and and figure out where I wanted to go. It's that's it's quite quite extreme, isn't it? From one, from suddenly being you know have anything you want. Yep. To you know know it's run dry for a period of time, but like anything in life, if you can get in a good place with it and know that you know what. Everything always turns around, and it, sometimes you, you obviously need a bit of time to pass before you go. Actually, you know what? That was the best thing that ever happened. Because oh. if not, you I, you might not have the motivation and the yep. willpower, or been forced off in different directions. Without that, you could have been, you know, sat pretty comfortable. Still, maybe in LA. Was it LA that you yep. you, you studied? Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's. I think it's so important uh, the availability of challenge <laughs> like challenges has been amazing and it really has made me like go deeper I guess in like certain senses like there was there was fear in those moments like what am I gonna do and it was one of those things where I was like well I need I'm absolutely get gotta go get a job like I have to even like live and eat type of a thing and it was in a job market where the the cafe that I was applying to work at um, coming out of university had like a higher or a lower acceptance rate than like Harvard. Like it was harder to get into this like cafe working like 3,000 people applied or something. Cause like it was that, you know, intense of kind of like a job market at that time. That's insane. Yeah. And like people coming out of like really big universities, like couldn't get jobs and stuff. So I luckily did get a job there. Um, but it, I think it's that willingness too, which um, I was always open to that I'll do I'll do anything. Do you know what I mean? Like to to make sure that well one I'm taken care of and also like that I can be supported to do like what I love. And I guess it's like that the the money 
doesn't mean as much and like the power doesn't mean as much or like those things what means the most is is like me and who I am and how I treat other people and that was like the real big start to that because all these other kids and the university we were sitting in like one of the vocational business classes and they were going around the room being like okay it's two weeks before you graduate economy crashed what are you gonna do and everyone in the room was like, well, I'm going to try and find a solid, secure job. And everyone in the room said this. And these were supposed to kind of be like leaders of America. And it was only me and then another friend of mine that were like, well, this isn't going to stop us. Like we're, we're still, if anything, need to be even more inventive and more creative to um, express ourselves and like to help the world. And so that just, it, it like, it was almost... It was kind of gross to me, like at that moment where I was like, this is, this is strange. Like, why, why are you going to just the base security? And I understand it because like the root chakra and that base security needs have to be met, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to compromise your passion. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to compromise like who you are. And, and I think if you can maintain that, then, then it can start to support you. It's a, yeah, it's a really interesting story to hear your journey. I've always been really fascinated about it. But the thing that's always sort of a really sort of warm to it is just like how positive you are about it. And it's like, yeah, that happened to me or these challenges happened to it, and they happened to all of us. And yep. it's kind of like how you face them and what your mindset is to them and go, you know what, okay, this has happened to me, but it's happened to me for a reason. And I'm going to turn it and make sure it's a positive reason, not something that can just tumble and and go down so we're so it's 10 years then since 2009 yeah. what's the what's the little journey that you've gone on um from there so did you go into industry for a bit did you work i quit the cafe job after three months because i just i couldn't do it too much anymore and i started so you got it three thousand i did it. i did actually get accepted so that was i mean it was los angeles and cute young girls were you know hired so it was you know i was lucky about that yeah, after that, I, I quit and I started a little social media business because it was still, you know, Facebook was fresh, Twitter was fresh, and um, I got a few clients and was able to do that. And then there was still this burning part of me that uh, was unsatisfied with being passionless, like of people being passionless and not knowing their passion like that. Almost, at that time especially like it frustrated me like I was like irritated by it and I, I watched a Steve's job um, graduation speech and actually I was living in London like I had I had gotten a English boyfriend and was living in London there like right after college and I, I listened to that uh, speech and I was very inspired and then I wrote a book and I like wrote my first book and then I self-published it and a few different connections and synchronicities and then I was writing for the Huffington Post and then I got introduced to like some awesome people and stuff and um, then went on to uh, work at an ad agency um, helping with marketing campaigns um, but in that you know making sure to kind of keep this like passion alive and like be of assistance um, and then the marketing uh, agency was also still kind of of service because we were doing campaigns for Disney and different companies and so then I was all of a sudden B 
being able to like market like Tangled's movie to kids and like and then all of a sudden I could apply that passion because we got to then create these things around the movie such as like well then what do you love to do like as a kid and all automatically um this passion piece has kind of you know stayed as a current through everything and in that space I was like okay we can start with these kids like super young or I was trying to add like greater meaning or greater depth even into some of these big corporations that I was like helping advertise for which was actually quite fulfilling but nonetheless kind of draining because eventually corporate stuff just becomes really really taxing and insane kind of like hours and those kinds of energies so then I had to quit off that but it felt really good um to be able to weave that in but then eventually I was like okay I just can't do this anymore I have to go back on my own it just feels really good to not be constrained so I could have that freedom to move and create how I want and then moving um on from that I started I did like an art show and I started doing big exhibitions in LA and would sell those and eventually then went more like the whole spiritual journey like really was catalyzed by all these bigger deep deeper desires and passions like burning in me like what does my like soul want and need and um then at that point had moved to Sedona and was doing healing work and healing trainings and then moved into retreats so all of a sudden it just kind of like gradually moved into more of my my soul driving the ship um but weaving through these other things that stemmed from that uh kind of break of of the money and after college it's been an exciting journey so far yeah and you're still young yeah plenty more to come definitely people who will be listening to this have how I first got connected with Bridget was we went on to uh, one of her retreats in Hawaii back in 2016 and this these adventures like truly have stayed with me and have been some of the if I was to say now, you know, what what the five best moments of my life, there's a good few of them have been on these retreats, these moments of stuff, you know. I was going out kayaking with whales and, and jumping in the water with them and seeing them about. It's just, you know, magical and going to sacred sites around the world and just um, tapping into that stuff. And a big thing of it is because how you do it, you hold this space really well and there'll be like 10, 15, 20 other people that come from all over the world. And it's so nice to just be in that space and it just gives you so much time to reflect and it's very supportive. Always create a very supportive group. And um, yeah, some of them moments are amazing. So it'd be great to just talk about some of them, some of you know, your adventures that you do. And because you're here now in Glastonbury, you, you're starting one. Tomorrow. Yeah, two days from two now. Days, yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're seriously just the best. And, and um, how they originated was, well, I went through this period of, of community and figuring out how to kind of create a different kind of society and went to, into a lot of exploration around those ideas. Um, but the kind of base chakra was never uh, a part of that because it was in a group collective. And so I had merged with that energy and kind of lost that other piece that I had already had to support myself from the passion. Um, but one day I just woke up and it was literally pure guidance saying do a retreat and like 
And it was actually about this passion piece. It's funny how like this is actually a really big thing. It's it's fun like talking to you and putting weaving it all together. But it, I woke up and it was like help people find their purpose and their passion and bring them to Sedona and show them how to do that. And it, it was like a complete download, you know. And I just like laid out the full itinerary. I knew exactly what to do. And but then the question of like. Well, how am I going to get people to even come? Like, you know, and that fear of like, well, what if I don't fill it up? And I I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen at all. And it was just, it just felt so, so guided. And I was like, okay, I'll just put it out there. You know, we'll just see what happens. And it did fill up. And then we did it. And it was super powerful. People had really cool experiences. And then I just pretty much got hooked because as you know, by coming to them, they're highly addictive because you're coming together with amazing people and you're in these sacred places and you're you know, exploring these really deep themes and spirituality. And the whole thing is just like a concentrated version of the height of what human experience and, and connection can be. And so... Then my imagination just kind of ran wild. And then it would just be like, well, what if we were in Hawaii and we swam with dolphins and whales? You know, and then what if we went to Skellig Michael in Ireland, which he came to as well, and we rode on the boat and then (laughs) explored that. And so it's just been, because from an early childhood, I had an obsession with National Geographic and traveling and seeing different cultures and place places and then love the sacred sites and like the energy and what that what's possible with that and land spaces and so it's really just this merging of those energies that came forth and um they've just been so deeply fulfilling to me and even before like usually these these retreats it's like what am i even doing like how did this even happen and i don't even around the world are just like gonna show up like you know these questions even still come up and I'm like what how did I don't know how this happened and how am I even doing this and am I gonna be able to do this you know those questions even still are come up sometimes and um and then it starts and it's just like magic and uh it can be very very powerful too because we can change you know the world in so many ways and coming together is a really good way to do that, you know, because we've kind of lost that tribe element. We've lost human connection, in-person connection, connection with nature, connection with ourselves, like those lost connection pieces that then uh, passion can emerge from are really important to me. And I feel like the environment, you know, kind of spontaneously sparks those. Beautiful. Yeah, I've been on six retreats over the time I've taken a break for a few years I was like you say I was it was just they felt so good and you are topped up as well and you come back you're like yeah, I want more but then it's very important to integrate all the stuff <laughs> that you're learning Rob's the record record holder let's yeah. let's give him a shout out for that <laughs> no that's a good thing <laughs> I think it's great no it is it's great and as I said some of the best times so if people are listening to this um, we'll talk about a bit more at the end um, what Bridget's got coming up, but I would highly recommend either tapping in and going on one of Bridget's retreats or um, joining some of her online courses. Um, 
Yeah, for sure. Amazing. One thing that is runs through a lot of them, which the thing that I would say is about play and inner yes. child work. And when I've been there, I remember after we um, were swimming with the whales and we came back to the beach, I felt like a kid again. Yeah. And I, I remember sometimes you don't realise how much you've lost that being a child because you've, you've lived like being a, an adult. Yeah. in the world for say 15 years and you can get a bit conditioned with it obviously I was at a point where I was kind of had enough and I wanted to go in a different direction and this helped to spark it but yeah just feeling that childlike wonder again mm-hmm. and realizing that life doesn't have to be tough and it doesn't have to be a grind you can have more play and more stuff and I think the more of us that and it doesn't have to be grand. You don't have to go to Hawaii to swim with whales. It could just be some form of play and expression. And, you know, that's what I've always loved in all of your retreats. It's been all about bringing that child out. Yeah, and you've been really good at doing that too. Been open to it. But that curiosity is just, oh, man, there's nothing better than playfulness and curiosity. And, I mean, I do it for myself. I mean, literally, it is really my inner child that is hey, you should set this up because I want to really do this, you know? And so I think that sparks everyone else's inner child. Um, but that piece is, like you said, as adults, really lost. And if we bring the child back within us, um, I think we can really come up with creative and fun ways to live, you know? Like, why does that have to be lost? And I think that through just taking... Uh, yeah, all of us out of our natural kind of just patterning, like those neural pathways of just nine to five or life or whatever it is, and just kind of take a take a step out of that. I mean, I create extreme steps out of that, right? So that the environment is so unique and like so different that it just, you have no choice, but it your mind to be kind of wiped. And then this other thing to re, be reborn and like emerge back out, which is like inner child or your soul or something like that. So I do it in an extreme sense, but absolutely, like it's totally possible wherever you are, you know, for free to just go do that. Like you were saying how you just go to this amazing lake by your house and go jump in it and be completely rejuvenated and have this refresh. And I think it's just that, again, like that momentum or those neural pathways or whatever it it is kind of have to be retrained and you have to set yourself up to do those. You literally have to plan those things because the adult needs to plan those things in like for that child aspect. And it can be something as simple as you don't know what's going to happen, but you just create the space for that thing to happen. Um, And so... It's important for me, and honestly, that's why I, for instance, do the retreats or do some of these things is because I need it, you know? And it's way more fun to play with other people than just to play with yourself. I'm definitely, like, love just hanging out by myself. I could do that forever as well. But there's something just even more. And when I think back to my favorite moments too, like in the past, my whole life, There's this Buddhist uh, meditation where it's like the inner smile meditation and you have to think back on the most joyous, like playful moments of your life. And so I was doing this like practice and you have to like hone in on those and like imagine them and then bring back up the energy and then you use that energy and you send it to different parts of your body. And 
at time, like time and time again, it's like mostly the retreats. And I'm like, how is this even possible? Um, but there's just like a lot of laughter and playfulness, but it's setting up those sacred spaces for yourself, wherever you are by yourself, with friends, with family, and just creating fun, you know, creating a space for it in your life. And that's really all that it is. Totally. Yeah. And it's accepting just because you're an adult, you don't have to be a grown up. You know, (laughs) it's like since we, it's been what, three and a half years since we came on, started coming on your retreats. And also, you know, before that, our life was changing in different directions. But since that time, you know, we've got, we haven't got kids yet, but we've got a trampoline, we've got a hula hoop, we've got a frisbee, we've got skipping ropes. And you don't have to, it's great, like I would say to anyone, go to somewhere new, have somewhere amazing experience because it enriches you beyond measure. You can't even put it into words, but in your house, in your home, in your back garden, just have a few things that are about where you know, yeah, I'll just do that. Like we got, it was, we only recently just got the Frisbee and it was just so fun. <laughs> you know, it was, it was, I was totally in the moment and I think anything that we can do, and that's what I love about kids, they're so in the moment, they're not worrying about tomorrow, they're not thinking about yesterday, they're just thinking about what excites them next and what can I do. They do cartwheels, as we get a little bit older, a little bit less flexible maybe, I'm not going to be so good at cartwheels, but you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, just any, anything that we can do is just make a big difference to us. Totally. It's so important. And to like create that because there it does become this kind of resistance to it, you know, where it's like it gets a little bit harder or you're just not used to it. And so we do, I, I find like I need to continue pushing my edge to keep that flexibility and adapt, adapt, adaptability, not only like in the body, but in like the mind to allow those things to happen. Like I was at the park the other day in Amsterdam and there was like a little girl doing cartwheels and I had just gotten off like a 20 hour like travel. So I, I wasn't quite ready to do cartwheels, but I was like, I totally need to get up and do cartwheels. Like, like you were just saying, like it's, we need to keep on um, keeping that adaptability so that we don't like harden. And I always do that in different ways and you can find your own way of doing it, but I'll, I'll, I'll jump off, I'll cliff jump, you know, like wherever I am or I'll get in the cold water or I'll make sure to like physically do those things that keep that openness, you know, that we would just naturally do as a kid. Like you'd be out in the snow all day just playing around just yeah. because. And so to, I think, uh, push through it, even if it doesn't seem comfortable, is is where that um, other thing can, can emerge. Another part that I found to be incredibly powerful as well from the playful side of it is but when you go on the trees if overcoming fears yeah you know, <laughs> like you say jumping off a cliff into into a river or whatever you know or other stuff swimming with whales dolphins going all di- all these different things even just it's it can be quite a step you just fly into another place and being there on your own with 20 new people <sighs> yeah it's, it's a huge thing to, to overcome I think the more more of that stuff we can do, and even if it's, okay, some baby steps, but do you want to share a little bit about that, overcoming some of them fears? Totally. The physicalization, you know, because I think even with the, with the invent of the social media and everything, it's like even more heady, or it's even more this obser- observing other people having experiences, or you're just doing the experience so that you can take the picture to prove that you did the experience. But like to actually like, 
submerge yourself in it is really important. So the physicalization of it and whatever that is step by step. So like you said, even if it's just a baby step, like going to the yoga class or like taking that dance class or like whatever thing that it is that you've wanted to do that is just one little step and then getting bigger and bigger and bigger and like the bigger the step like the bigger the reward and it's just it's just true and yeah I mean flying halfway across the world with 20 strangers and doing this thing and taking your vacation time for it to be this experience I'm like blown away that I'm like wow people would take their vacation time to just like come be with me and these other people in this place and it's such a it's such a risk and it takes so much courage but the reward of that I think is just more than you could ever expect um but wherever you are in your own life just I think still taking those courageous physicalized steps and then the momentum grows and then you get the positive feedback of like how potent and special and rewarding and deep and confidence building like that is where self-esteem and confidence is built is through the physicalization and the acting on those things that you actually want to do but they might just be uncomfortable it's so weird right like they're you you want to but then there's like this resistance you can push past the resistance just like slightly just like step by step then just your whole life completely changes and you know, you're a living example of that with all those things that you've come and just taking that leap of faith yeah, and having that trust and that thing, you know, we will probably touch on a little bit, but in terms of connecting, you know, more things like spiritually and having this trust in that intuition and gut and going that feeling rather, that initial feeling is often the right step to go, but yeah. at times then some old patterns start playing in. It's like, no, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. You've got this to pay. You've got bills to pay. You've got these things. But you know that your heart's singing with you to do them things. Yeah, and the tuning fork of the heart. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's like when it sings, like you have to go for it. And even if it doesn't come through, like you said this even with your podcast, right? Where you're like, you go towards, say, this thing that you love to do and express yourself then all these other things that are seemingly unconnected, like health or these different things, all of a sudden just completely are nourished, Mm. you know? And I think that that's the holistic nature of a human being is one aspect uh, completely feeds the other aspects. And so we just have to kind of be aware of them and, and really fuel and feed again our passions. And like, I think that's really what it all comes back to. Yeah. And it's like saying, you know, if someone's got a certain health issue, it's not let's say it's not necessarily thinking, Oh, I need to take these supplements or I need to make these changes. It's like actually what else is going on in your life? Are you are you enjoying what you're doing day to day? How are your relationships like? How are you feeling in yourself? You know, all of them it all plays into stuff. It's not just a matter of saying, Okay, I'll just fix that and it'll work. Yes. We talked about the heart and you know opening up the heart and, and tuning into that. That's one thing I've found going on the retreats. And the thing is with you, you will choose particular places to go as well. Yeah. So particular high vibe, sacred sites around the world. Yes. Glastonbury, Sedona, Maui, you know, all these places. Yeah. Can we, do you want to talk a little bit about them? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I think it's that reconnection again to the earth. You know, and like that the earth can be so 
nourishing and teach us so much and hold space for us and be this playground like to play and be taken care of like it doesn't just always have to come through like abundance through like money or support through this like person helping you like it can come through these unseen realms of of like the earth in certain places and it's like a spiritual pilgrimage like when you put yourself out there and you're like hey like you meet the earth halfway or like you meet yourself halfway or you meet whatever this thing is it it comes back to you and so I mean I go to the places that inspire me and like call to me because I have like a particular connection to the earth and like we have a relationship and it speaks to me and it speaks to other people that like end up coming and it's um yeah just tremendous and it's very helpful for me as like a facilitator because some of the retreats I do like co-facilitate with other people but often I'm doing them by myself but I'm not like I'm doing them with the place like there's this co-creative element and they hold like it holds the space like it's a facilitation like nature naturally can take you on this like on this amazing journey um if you just show up and so that's what it's about for me is just is just like showing up and just then at that point like playing or like tuning in and seeing what emerges and um and it's it's like something that is very um that you can trust I guess like in this like world of like unknowns even though it is kind of maybe a scary step to go do something like that or like even if it's just go to a local park or your local forest and like go for a walk and it's like unknown in that way I think there's some quote where I think it's uh Muir like Muir Woods and the Redwoods and he said like you're always something like you're always going to be like happy and satisfied that you went on the walk in nature like you're oh like it's it's always going to leave you more fulfilled because it is a reflection of like your true nature and so um that's how I always feel and these these places are just meant to like awaken that amazing what are some of the favorite places that you've Oh gosh. Well, it's great just sitting here and getting to look at you because then I can like scan through all the memories of like the special places that we've been. Um, I mean, because Skellig Michael, you know, and off the coast of Ireland, which is the beginning of a uh, the Michael Ley line that runs through. So it's a very powerful place that was seen in Star Wars and stuff. It was just like these kinds of, you're just like, what? You're on this little baby boat that could just feels like it could flip at any moment in the most raging, like crazy sea. And you're going to this place that just looks like it's from another world. And um, I loved, yeah. So Skellig Michael is just something like otherworldly for me and really fun. Um, swimming, especially the year that you came, like swimming with those whales as they were singing was just primordial like it was something yeah like so humbling and so powerful that was that yeah beyond beyond words um so Hawaii's always always calls to me and um I live in Sedona so you know it's always wonderful um but those two places are particularly wonderful and of course here Glastonbury like each of them are just so completely different it's it's wild how that happens yeah, we came out to Sedona at the back end of 
2016 and what a place i remember us coming into it we drove up from phoenix it was through the night but then in the morning and it's like it doesn't the scenery around it doesn't seem real it no. doesn't it's like a painting it's like yeah. in your own movie and it's just phenomenal i remember you and your dad took us to shaman's cave one day and the views it was something's interesting for me like as this is where you talk about some of the things when you were a child and how it's how they seed you when you're older. And I had a really deep fascination with the Red Rocks when I was a kid. I used to love watching sort of like old style movies and yeah, all, all the sort of stuff and just being like and seeing people on out on ranches or just out in that wilderness and that blue, beautiful Red Rock and all the Native Americans and for us to be there and experience it. It does, it literally takes your breath away. And I think that's when you do go to different sites and be in nature, it does take your breath away. And it's, there's not, the day-to-day life can be sometimes mundane, you know, go out to work or you've you've got to make some food, you're putting the washing on. We've got all these things. So to go in there and for something to take your breath away, it just centers you Mm -hmm. in that moment. And then when you go on your retreats and it's very transformational and you're with other people, so much can happen in that time and we I think it was a week the one in Hawaii it was quite a it was quite a, a long a long trip uh, or a long adventure and yeah it, it literally changed you come back a different person and it's like I said it in some other podcasts like when I would go do say a Tony Robbins uh, four-day immersion when you go do them things your life is not the same when you come back it may appear it because but you'll notice how things are out of alignment when you get back because you've seen glimpses of how you can live your life and what's possible. And when you're around other people who just build you up, because that's one thing being around you, how supportive you are of other people. Like I know sometimes you go and other stuff and it maybe can feel like there's a little bit of a hierarchy and I've never really got that. It's kind of, you kind of realize that when you're on these things, you're, you know, you're facilitating and it's a, it's a two, two way, relationship and you learn as much as what some of these other people learn and I find that really humbling Mm. yeah it's 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 very humble I think well I mean it's just humbling having people stretch themselves like to such a degree to put themselves out there and that's just like I have yeah so much respect for that and then I'm completely humbled like we were talking earlier about the nature of you know I mean I'm always doing it in these crazy elements that are you know not planned you, you can't control the nature and so I, I can't control any of it you know what I mean it's just this like spontaneous adaptability that I have to be in a permanent state of which makes me like very like humbled and respectful of like the whole situation whether it's like the people or the land and um yeah so that that creates uh a challenge and also like a surrender for me in a, in a special way. Um, but I, I like what you're saying because it creates going and doing these kinds of things, whatever it is. It just is a shift of perspective. Like you even coming down here right now to Glastonbury, right? It's just like a shift to get like this bigger perspective and to get this like other point of view to shift the energy. And ideally when you're doing these kinds of things, like raise your energy so that when you go back, which absolutely happens... You like look at the old patterns of your life and you're like, what? Like, what am I doing? Or, oh, I need to shift this little thing here. Like this no longer works. And it happens like every time, even definitely to me, um, even as facilitator. And I'm like, wow, we have to make some 
some changes here, but they're always, always for the better. A strong theme as well that runs through your retreats and your life is health and well-being and making sure this vessel that we're in, you know, yeah. it can be, the body can cause a lot of pain and we can hold a lot of pain and we can see out in the world how um, how damaging it can be with the, the diets that a lot of people live, the way we live. Most of us are sat down a lot of the time in front of screens. Yes. So I think that's another element of taking you out of it and and you've always put like you know health and, and diet there do you want to show a little bit about that yeah for, i mean it's like think of i mean like you said we're on screens whatever four eight ten hours a day who knows and in that space of going like in the recent hawaii one we were on the land i was counting like out in nature waterfalls volcanoes like very vast like untouched lands for six to eight hours a day, for days on end, it's like the ultimate reset, you know, and we need that rewilding is at humans, in my opinion. I think it's really, really important. And the health benefits are just like all there. Like you were talking about the forest bathing and the grounding and the oxygen and all those benefits of the nature and then making sure at those of those times because you can go on a vacation like for instance like the classic vacation of going on I don't know some tropical place and then just kind of drinking a bunch of alcohol and just kind of passing out in the room and whatever like a certain vacation looks like but to also add into say a moment of stepping out of your life and then actually using that to be healthier and like to make sure that you're really eating well in addition to like whatever natural experience you're having just creates actual more clarity more physical release more openness so that when you do get home you feel better do you know what I mean like it's not an escape from life uh which I think a lot of vacations and just like recovery of existence and job like and end up being but it, it is a bit more uncomfortable maybe to give up some of those um, things that help like the coping but I think in that there's such deep relief and satisfaction and like true long-term change and so I think like the physical body and the nature element of of like the health and moving you know I mean even just like hiking and walking uh, it's just I, I always feel way better. Like, I, I can't wait usually because I'm on the computer a lot. If I'm not doing retreats, I'm like, yes, there's a retreat. I get to be outside for seven days straight. Woohoo! You know? So I get very excited about it. Wow. And some of your retreats are, uh, you know, food themed, aren't they? Health themed. You'll do yeah. um, cooking classes with them and you'll do leave them with uh, cookbooks and you'll get to really interact with it and that all ties in and then also you are going out doing the adventures and yeah and the different things but it's nice to ground it in that and, and take it away because that's something that we've definitely done from being on there i think we, we came on the healthy food one which was in sedona and you just to be absorbed in that you pick up loads of new stuff and again you come home and you change the things that are in your fridge and you get rid of some of the stuff that's in the cupboard and you replace it with some of the new things that you found about. You literally get an upgrade. Yeah. That's what it feels like. You go and do these things, you get an upgrade. Yeah. Just you get you just start doing new patterns, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, what's and the possibility and the exploration of like, okay, what could it be that would be different like to uh, life? And then you get an experience of that and a dose of that and enough time 
in that new habit to then come over and readjust the thing in the daily life um, to make it better and to upgrade it, like you said. So I think it's really, really helpful. And just, you know, for I think about it from the outside, seeing you and spending time, it's like, it just be so exciting you doing what you're doing to do these things and go to these places to think, wow, I get to do this, you know? Yeah. I get to do these things. And this is like, this is like the best. Yeah. You know? It's pretty insane. It's, it's like, and I, and when I think about it, especially from the perspective of inner child or like that younger self that definitely felt constrained, you know, going to school under like the fake lights and listening to this like drone teacher. And, you know, there was like years of that where I'm just sitting there like an alien being like, what is this place? And like, what is this school? Like I was just confused and it just didn't feel right. But it was like, it won't be forever. But like, I can just like think of that like younger part of me that like wanted more. And, and like now thinking back, it's like, oh, like that younger self is like, ooh, that's what is in my future. Like I can definitely like look forward to that, and I think that that's a nice uh, kind of determining arrow, which always like helps me make sure that I'm in line. Because there's definitely times that I'm off, definitely times that I have like gotten out of balance, or I need to you know start doing more to take care of myself. But in those moments, like. I always think back to my inner child and I was like, would my inner child like be proud of where I am today? And, like be excited and like, have I brought her along with me? Like, is she still, you know, helping drive this like ship of curiosity and expression? And if it's a no, then I'm like, oh, dang it, I need to get back on path. And so that always kind of helps me make sure that I'm going in the right direction um, to incorporate that. But yeah, I'm just, I'm extremely grateful and it's, it's wild and it's fun and I, I just think that it's possible for anyone to completely uh, express and execute whatever like their passion is and just the more that you go for it intelligibly, you know, like in a smart and, you know, valuable way, anything is possible. Like you can have any life you want and I think that that's what's so cool about uh, the internet and Instagram nowadays is like people are living these crazy lives not all of them are perfect you know like it seems but you can live any life you want and be supported by it and I just think that this is an extraordinary time that that is very much so like reflected and visible in our world to see where did um these like powerful strong beliefs like come from and you know to to have this feeling like anything's possible yeah and I can you know I can go out and yeah, create whatever life I wish I can, like you say, do the inner, t- follow your excitement and yeah, live life to your, to the heart's content. Yeah, I definitely give it to especially my dad and my mom because like they completely, I mean before I was born, like they were doing Course in Miracles and Life Spring and like these personal development things and like they were seekers and like going deep, you know? So I was like raised with these kinds of things. And because my dad was highly entrepreneurial and would take, he was, he was visionary, you know, he'd take this like old broken down piece of land and house and then create it into this like beautiful neighborhood, like as a real estate developer. So he could, like, I could see through him that that thing that's like seemed even crappy 
could be transformed and to like have vision. And I think that's really important and that might be a little bit lost in our world right now is um, the long term, like seeing things long term. And I think that's very important for humanity right now is like, well, let's maybe look a few generations into the future. Um, but at least just for ourselves, like, well, okay, it might take a few steps to get there, but like, how, how do I envision this? And then what are the steps to get there? So like having a vision of that and then finding support, whatever it is, because maybe your family's not supportive or maybe your partner's not supportive, but there'll be a counselor or a coach. There'll be other people that have done it before. You can find support anywhere um, and step-by-step you know, steps to pretty much do anything you want. And so I got to see my dad do it. And then my dad was very, and my mom too, were very supportive of me and then instilled me with like the tools and the most important tool is like the belief in self. But it's that the belief in self comes by the step-by-step physicalization. You're not gonna ever get the confidence if you don't take like a step. Like I couldn't be here right now about to guide a four-day Glastonbury retreat if at 15 I didn't say maybe travel to Italy and like help navigate the family around you know what I mean so like I, I do see how that not that you have to have had these like certain experiences but it is that step that builds the confidence to then and then also it creates the exposure to be able to have the vision you know to get outside the box of what you think is possible um, but those things, again, can be, ex- like, I was sitting on a couch, you know, in Utah and kind of middle of nowhere growing up, but I had National Geographic, and I could see Stonehenge, and I could see these things that existed in the world. So it doesn't even necessarily mean that you have to, um, you, can, you can get the inspiration even in your own house, but you do have to take some sort of step builds the confidence so that you feel like you can actually go and pursue that thing yeah amazing one thing you touched on then is terms of like often when people want to suddenly make some changes and they get some inspiration and they want to change course like it might be wanted to change the diet it might be want to change career and stuff and often if they're surrounding around them say family friends don't quite get these these changes that these people are making, there can be some resistance from them. I think you made a really good point that there is other people around, there's coaches, there's people online that you can connect with to show that they can help pull you in that direction. Yes. Because I think that's part of the challenges of, as people kind of wake up and do that stuff. They do have to contend with their old surroundings and it's going to be a transitional time before, well, the surroundings change. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's critical, yeah, that that's... That it's it's available. Like that's just one thing I think that needs to be like said is like it's available, and um, and when we're in these certain yeah old dynamics, it's it can be more challenging to create the change and sustain it. But I think if you can do it within the challenge of your environment, I mean it's even more confidence building. It's even more empowering, and you can do it in an even bigger way next time. Um, but you definitely have to figure out some sort of support system because I would never ever be able to do everything that I did. I mean, my the whole culture was going against my kind of soul, general, free nature when I was young, but I had my little family. I had like my mom and dad and brother and like they were supportive. So I had them 
there wasn't really anyone else, but I had them. So it might not be your actual family, but you have to have someone so that you can just have that boost. You know what I mean? And from an esoteric perspective, you absolutely have like guides and angels and like ancestors and you have a lot of like non-physical support too which I think is very important to remember and without those pieces guiding me I mean those were critical other miraculous pieces that I couldn't have foreseen that have absolutely guided me too so I think um developing and, and seeking out and receiving and those kinds of uh resources from physical people and things and also non-physical people and things is very important it feels as well that for a lot of us and seeking what is freedom it seems like because we grow up in a world and there seems to be lots of structure it's very rigid and there's a set path to you to go down yeah and a lot of us go down that way and think this isn't making me happy this isn't this isn't freedom this isn't what I would think of being success and happiness and calm and something that I'm seeking in my life and you very much seem you know, way further along than um, in a lot of us and it's inspiring to know that you can carve out a different life for yourself a life with more freedom with more joy not feeling like you can make up your own rules yes in a way yes and that's that is it that's what the light turning darkness to light pure, pure transformation it's alchemy yes Totally of the matrix, cause like, and and I think there there is like I think that rebellious like wild nature has to be present, and where you are okay with maybe stepping on toes or making mistakes or going against the grain, like that has to be kind of a part of you that is clicked on, for like the rest of this other stuff, to be able to take place and take over, um, cause you can't be people pleasing and like trying to fit in at the same time of doing you, you just have to be okay with being different you know and I think that it in those certain moments you might be the black sheep stepping out on your own um, and it might be again unknown to territory whether it's like a certain business or a certain way of being but at the same time it just it's necessary and again this is a different time like than even 10 years ago spiritually you can do and be whatever you want you know, like entrepreneurially, you can do and be, you can live any kind of lifestyle. Like we're in a very, very free time. So I think that that's cool. The excuses are gone. You know what I mean? Because the pathways are definitely kind of paved at this point, which, uh, which is really exciting. So then at that point, it's like getting clear then on what, which one you want to take you know, and which one really is for you. And I think taking the time and the space to step away from that life, like we've been talking about your everyday life, to get clear on that is step one. Yeah. Yeah. What's step two? (laughs) Step two would be to decide and physicalize, right? And do it. And do it. Yeah. One thing I've noticed, and it was uh, it was happened to me when I was much younger. We would we were in a business for about five years, and then some some student had got in touch and asked one of my employees a question, and, and he asked me. And he basically said, you know, why did you set up raw? And just intuitively, that the word that came out with me was just to have fun and make it up as I go along, because we don't know how to do anything unless we just start. 
You can have all the grand plans in the world. You could do business plans. You could write stuff. It might look great, sound great. But you just have to start. Yes. You, and this is what I'm really finding amazing now about so, you know the educational system, how it's going to be transforming. People can, through their own, say, for instance, yourself, you know, some people in the past, if they wanted to go do some of the things that you do, might have to go, I don't know, spend all this time doing theory and course, you know, but now, because technology is so open, you go, well, you know, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to share the things that really inspire me, that I'm excited about, things that I'm interested in, that have helped me. It becomes, and then over time that grows, and then that becomes the thing to transform and to do the things that you want to do. Absolutely. So talking about your YouTube channel then, how long has it been going? Um, I think six years. Yeah. And yeah. Then, I think as we speak about, you know, about tens of thousands of followers, 65,000 followers on there. And I think um, yeah. you've done what, hundreds of videos. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of content, a lot of creation. It's felt really good, you know, because it's been just a place of expression. I never thought, I truly, truly never thought and kind of never wanted anyone to ever see any of it um but at this point it's it's very uh therapeutic it's my own therapy you know that whole saying of like you teach or you share like what you're actually learning yourself is definitely true and um it just feels good because back in the day like when I was younger I literally was scared of speaking out loud in front of the class I could not public speak for the life of me petrified like that that was the state in which I was at like I couldn't I couldn't speak like that was not a part of where I was at so to be able to have a platform where I can and I can practice that and I can practice sharing what I feel and what I believe and again it's that it's that uh physicalization of going from thought to even just speaking it is huge and shifts everything and then if you're speaking it and especially making it public then it becomes um kind of rooted you know and it becomes something that you can stand on and that it gets more clear so it's been a powerful expression and and place for me and I'm, I'm really grateful for it I think one thing that always stood out for me and why I've maybe followed your channel for so long and stuck with it is because you're so honest and you're willing to be vulnerable as well and I can often feel maybe I don't get that with some I think some can be very much like these are the five things that you should do to transform your life and yeah there's going to be elements of that but I think you ground it in real experiences and and that's always I think that just people just well I connect with that way more and it makes you think yeah you're going through some of the stuff you may be on people might put you on this pedestal of what you're doing now millions of views on your on your channel going all over the world doing these things yeah you know you still got challenges yeah you know you're not complete if there's ever nope. a term of being like that and to talk about them things people can relate to and then it may inspire them more to go well if Bridget's doing it maybe I can go and do that as well maybe I can take them steps forward might not be a YouTube channel but it might be a podcast it might just be some anything you might want to start going to these arts first and selling some of the things that you're interested in or make you know get taking bees and making honey anything it might be go well yeah i can do them as well yeah and that's the most inspiring thing to me is like like you taking this step and making this podcast or anyone like taking the step like that's it 
that's like everything because that's where it starts. Like that's what's well, step two technically because you have to get clear first, but it's the real step. Like you actually took the step and like it is that first step that is the biggest hurdle. That's it. It's like the whole Indiana Jones taking that step, leap of faith, right? And like there is nothing there. And once you take that first step, there is something there and then you can keep walking. And so that is like the most inspiring thing to me. And people like you doing this is is like what makes it really fulfilling for me. Um, just seeing that it, like it's actually helping people and affecting people is still pretty incomprehensible to me, even though like a lot of people are reflecting that like what like it's still hard to believe and even though I'm meeting a lot of people in person and talking to them about it um but that's really what it's about which I didn't even know that that could happen you know it's it's almost unbelievable and it's important for me to keep like the relatability because people are starting to have this perception of this like other thing that I am and that's why I think meeting me in person and like seeing that I'm a human and that's really important for other people to see of like other people existing in the digital space is like they're human still you know and I think when that can be still be relatable and brought down to that level then those people can see that they can actually take those steps and be that too and so that's I think my next phase is really how do I make that still very relatable because like the bigger you get the more uh yeah pedestal is is forged to where um it's like how do I become that and so I really want to make sure that that's intact so people can feel like they can just talking about that people maybe putting you on a pedestal and you get so many lovely comments on some of your stuff how, I'm interested to hear how you kind of like keep that in check a little bit with you, you know, because sometimes, I, I, you know, you see it, you know, it can get swept up in yeah. this thing and the ego can be leading yes. the way. So how do you um, balance that? <laughs> well, there's always, we were talking last night at dinner, waves of, of uh, availability of opportunity to go to this next level and I get to check coming from like a spiritual perspective it's like is it coming well to be honest Patrick my partner really keeps me in check and the people around me keep me in check because some of it can just be this like spiral where you just kind of almost get lost because the momentum's moving so quickly and he's always really good at keeping me in check because he's like the integrity meter of of like life which is really cool. And it's like, are you doing this for power? Are you doing this for money? Are you doing this for sex? And it's like the check of like the lower chakras. And so if there's like an event I get invited to or like this person that wants to like really partner with me, it's like checking in and it's like, are, is it for any of those reasons? I mean, sure, there's gonna be some power or sure there's gonna be money involved or sure there's gonna be these other energies, but like, at its at its core, are you doing it for good reasons? And so um, I have waves of those opportunities that come up, and yeah, it can start to become like ooh, you know, like shiny, exciting, and those things start to to bubble. And then I'm like, oh, okay, wait a second. And usually, if it is out of integrity, um, say for the wrong reasons, it's definitely going to be out of integrity with my soul, which 
it is is I've built that relationship if we've as we've heard over my life of being like ah like it's really important for that like that passion and like that certain energy like there's a certain part of me that has to stay like alive like this flame and if it dies it's over like nothing else matters and so um after that check-in which might like play I play around with it for a while or something um if if that is going to be dimmed in any way it's not worth it and it's for the bigger picture of like who I'm developing as as a soul and the evolution of what I get to like share with people and so I, I have to come back to that so yeah I would say Patrick and that flame of who I am keep me in check even though I might dance around with it for a minute yeah I think because you've done a lot of the you know a lot of inner work and a lot of the spiritual work you kind of realize that everything in a way is just it's a reflection mm-hmm. so if something is showing up to me it's showing that something's still out of alignment with me yes um, hmm so obviously you know you've got this really successful channel and you're doing all these things and technology has been a great tool that's available to all of us now that you said them before there's no excuses now you know yeah. you don't have to if you want to 20, 30 years ago, if you wanted to start doing videos, you're like, okay, I'm going to have to get into broadcasting. I'm going to have to work my way up that. It's going to be, loads of people are going to be competing against this one job. We're not all going to be able to be on the TV. Yep. Now we've got the technology. We've got, we've got, all you need is a smartphone and the courage to go, I'm going to do this. Yep. I'm going to share that. So how do you, um, because you'll be so involved, and like you said before, you coming on these retreats is a way to get away from technology. Yes. You know, do you find it quite challenging? Because even though it has to be a tool for you, particularly social media, you'll be pretty active on that. Yes. How do you keep yourself a little bit in check with that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's like, well, there's the, there's the game of um, ego check, right? And then there's the, the check of uh, kind of the game, of 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 youtube or the game of the digital life it it literally is i think of it as like this um it's a video game i mean it's you actually have a a stake in it like in as far as your you know say careers on it or your incomes on it so it has even more weight than just going and playing a video game on your own but there there are techniques there are tools you can win the game if you know how to play it and it becomes pretty crazy because it's that oh you get to this many followers and that's like well I could get to that you get to this many followers or you get to this income and it there's always this it's it's never gonna be you know like good enough and so for me it's it's a constant check it's actually um that that piece is more challenging because it's like well I could just work a bit more you know and like there's always stuff that you can do and so for me it's uh balancing that's like the entrepreneurial balance like where it's like okay there's no off button i would at moments love to have a nine to five job and they're like okay clock out you're done and but i have to be my own uh disciplinary to make sure that i stay in balance and so um yeah it's challenging and i just have to cut myself off and develop good habits of making sure I'm not on too long and I'm getting other, like, doing my yoga or doing my meditation and connecting with friends and stuff. So it's just like a working discipline. And I think, again, 
Uh, my partner Patrick keeps me in check with that one. I think if us humans were left on our own, we might become scary by ourselves, and it's really important to have good people around us to do that. But I'm getting better and better at it because uh, there's this, especially in the past few months, there's this deeper soul force really calling to me saying, hey, it's it's time to go to the next level of creativity and, and depth and spirituality. So there's definitely something emerging that's, um, that's coming forth and just keeping perspective. Like all of that's just a game. And I really like thinking too, like YouTube could shut down and everything could be gone no one could ever even know that I even exist tomorrow like so keeping that kind of like the mortality of even the uh, platform is really important so that I keep in check like what really matters yeah that's wise and then just talking about technology because you know we're living in a world now where it's kind of you can feel like it's just running away it's out of control I was chatting with a friend just at the weekend and he was telling me about his uh, son who's about 14 or 15 and basically just spends all his time in his room on games with headsets on chatting to his friends and supposedly he's, he's got a girlfriend but he only speak, never sees his girlfriend in, in physically Ever? he just talks to her via these headsets Whoa. and I'm kind of thinking this is like that's a, that's a scary path to be going down like how he's going to be emotionally as he's growing up mm-hmm. if he's just seeing things through this screen plugged yes. in you know virtual reality headsets are kicking in we've got ai which is ramping up we talked a bit the other last night about you know 5g it's you know we're at a time <laughs> now which is it's challenging isn't it it's really challenging yeah. it's it's getting you know borderline scary and very very weird and it's and it's so um well done to keep us you know addicted and on it and so it's it's already hard enough kind of like to keep the discipline um but now it's it's like ultimate willpower is is really required um when in the context of of the momentum of daily life um but these check out from it and that uh rejuvenation i think keeps everything in perspective because if you're on say like if i'm you know working on videos and doing digital stuff for like days at a time i I lose perspective and i don't even remember that i'm out of balance but if i'm coming back from you know a long morning in nature i then can feel it and still stay connected so i think it's also very much so coming back to our bodies, like being very, cause that's like all head, right? That's all like in your head. And so like being still very connected to our bodies and very connected to like our, our feeling sensations and our intuitions and like nature and those elements are just gonna be like absolutely critical and, um, and not buying too much into all of these different things that just become normal, you know? Uh, so it's interesting so I'd like to talk about you know I, th- I think of you as this you know really strong feminine woman but you know got the balance going between you know in a way the divine masculine and the divine feminine and I think again we're living at this time where you see out in society and I think 
there's two things that feel really out of balance and if we're not careful some of the you know the extreme views could really start to pull other people along the way you know in terms of what I see in terms of like I'm totally all for more women stepping up having a voice most of the people that have been on this podcast have been women I'm like I want to champion I want to share your stories and get them out there Mm. but I think there's also a side of it like a bit of this radical feminism movement and almost like trampling over men and don't get me wrong over the years over the past few thousand years men have done some pretty horrendous things to women I do not deny that and I think there's a lot of rebalance to come into place but I don't feel the answer is for women to act like how men have been acting for the time and I don't think that's the case again but I do see it part of the way so I'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on I completely agree I completely agree that um, with all that that there's been an imbalance there's been quote injustices um, there's been suppression and we're seeing this wild spring like swing of kind of overexpression to where like if you haven't been able to speak for a long time you almost want to yell you know to remember what it is to be heard and I think that that's really what's happening right now and also the the deep very intuitive uh, element of the feminine has been so lost that like for me personally, I don't even know what it is. Like part of my life, life's exploration is like, well, what is the feminine? Because I don't see it in very many places. And one of the only expressions that I have like really uh, received from and learned from is nature. And like she teaches me, like Maui teaches me like what femininity is. Um, and so I think that that's part of it is we're like, okay, well now I have a voice and I'm kind of yelling and all I see as an expression of power that's available is what a man was. So I guess I'll just do that. And I'm also competing in a world of that. There's no security for like women necessarily anymore as like, you know, a wife or those kinds of cultural uh, roles. So I do have to take care of myself. And now I also am competing with men so I'll just be a female man. I mean, and that's a bit extreme, but it's kind of not. Like, I'm seeing a lot of that, and I see that in myself. And that's cool. That's actually, that's fine to be that way. But I think just to consciously, like, for myself, I am consciously aware that that's what I'm doing, and I'm consciously aware that that is not all of me, and that that's not a balanced version of me. And so I'm absolutely figuring it out and that's part of my own spiritual exploration and my own personal development is like well what what does this look like and why is this important femininity and like how do I bring this back in my life and um it's it's one of my personal biggest challenges to be able to be like a powerful female entrepreneur but still remain feminine Oh gosh, you know, and then within relationship to like a man and how do I empower him to be masculine, but then I surrender into the feminine while still leading a group of 20 people, you know, so it's a very, it's a, it's a crazy dance and I'm, I'm learning about it and I'm, I'm like understanding it more and more. But I, one of the things that I do see is that the certain pace of the culture that doesn't have cycles does not support that yin energy like that's something that I very much so see and 
um, even if it, say, um, doesn't allow as much, quote, success or whatever, I'm going to explore what what cycles are, like even following the cycles of like the season and like going more inward into the winter and not doing as much and like just following that and then our own cycles within our own, you know, periods or moon cycles or flows and exploring that. And to me, what has been coming through and even just coming through since being here in Glastonbury is that through a deeper source of, of sourcing from like nature and from this primordial unseen place can has a different power that is creation that is extremely powerful but a different kind of power than kind of the mind planning yang assertive action like that space um and so i'm learning how to create from a different space which uh i am learning rejuvenates me and actually might have uh more quote productivity in the long run or at least more clarity or deep creativity within it that then has more value like to my own soul and to other people so it's an absolute exploration i don't know i am just figuring this thing out but i i can definitely see that uh there's a major imbalance and i'm like really happy that you asked that and really happy that the conversation is being looked at because I mean, it can literally create, yeah, like problems to where maybe we won't have a future generation if we don't figure out how to balance ourselves, right? Yeah. I'd like to think it's just, it could just be a a potentially short period of time where people have suddenly, as you say, they've found the voice and they need to say something and they might as well just let in some way yes. let it all out and it might be a lot of anger in there as well yes. because all this has been held into it Yep. so however that may last <laughs> and I think it's also as well about this time as well where thinking from a male perspective how men can how to be the new man oh yeah you know like if men have lived so long and it's we've been built into this mindset of dog eat dog very competitive survival of the fittest type mentality to this new mindset that actually, no, it doesn't have to be about competition. It can be about collaboration. It can be about yes. being supportive. It can be about being honest and vulnerable, but still being a man as well. And that's something that I'm exploring as well. And it's it's a challenge and it's going into the unknown, but it's also, it feels totally right. Mm-hmm. And what's helping me is certain people online, which are just, they are, you know, helping to helping men grow up now as they're going through this transformation to support them. Got the likes of Jordan Peterson, yeah. who I think is a really strong voice. He's controversial in many uh, circles, but I think actually, if you truly just listen to him, if you sit down and listen to some of his lectures, I would be surprised if you couldn't nod along and in, in agreement because it's his. It's grounded in such such experience and such knowledge. Um, and then you got other people like I think Russell Brand. He's doing mm-hmm. a phenomenal job right now. He's been totally vulnerable, talking about very deep about his addiction, some of his insecurities. And it's really amazing to see people who are out there which have got such a presence, yet they're able to not wear a mask. Basically, the mask is off. Yes. And I think the more of us that can just take that mask off and know that it's okay. Absolutely. And there's other people there to support us as well. I think um, we're going to be all right. 
Yeah. We're going to go down the right path. And it's a testament to it being something that works when you see, like Jordan Peterson's uh, demographic, which he talks about, which is mostly young men. The very demographic that rebels against any kind of like patriarchal, like, ah, you know, constraints, like that he attracts them because they do want responsibility and like they do want a role. And I think that that's very much so a part of the aspect of this new feminine is to absolutely embrace the men, you know, not to like henpeck. Is that the word that you guys say? Henpeck? Yeah. Yeah. Like to, to emasculate or to put down or to like demonize like then the men, you know, but to like encourage the new man and like help us learn from each other of how we can dance together because we need both. We need both aspects in our own energy like the masculine and feminine but then we also need those dynamics like in our society and like as parents and as these different roles and so i think that encouragement encouragement of the masculine is it's very important to me like for that to be just as celebrated and explored and expressed as the feminine right now i mean that might be controversial but like i it's very it seems very very important yeah, especially in these times. And I think as more of us can start to like own our own power, become more whole in ourselves, then there's necessarily going to need to have this feeling of putting someone down or controlling someone yeah. else. Or this tit for tat, as we talked about, you know, hempeck, whatever that may be, it's kind of, no, we're becoming sovereign beings, individual in ourselves. So, yeah, it's um, it's a really important subject, I think. And there's it's very polarized in society and it doesn't feel like we're just we just need to be having more of the conversations and realize at our core we've all got some of the most basic needs mm. and we're just all looking for them to be you mm-hmm. know to to be supported and to be nourished and we've got so much more in common with each other than we have against even if you're male or female we are we've got so much and the more we can focus on them things yeah the less it'll be divide and rule which we see very much in society and politics yes. and realize that we can actually come together and we can we can work through this stuff you know we absolutely can. we can and we can create this better world and i totally believe in me that we are going towards it mm-hmm. there's no that yeah there's so much change going on now there's so much turmoil earth changes we were talking just the other day volcanoes going off in bali there's all sorts of stuff's going on there's chaos everywhere but it feels like this is a time okay well, we've got to face all this stuff mm-hmm. you know let's get it out on the surface let's yes. release this stuff and we can we can make a better world for mm-hmm. us i believe it. some people might think it's a little bit you know wearing rose tinted glasses but i think it's just being more having a positive outlook mm-hmm. and having that mindset i think that that's as important as anything is right like the outlook and perspective around it and being positive around it because if you're not then we're definitely screwed yeah. you know what i mean but to have a bright again vision of like where you want it to go is critical amazing so obviously you're inspiring loads and loads of people on your retreats with your videos and stuff who not who are you like who's inspiring you who are you looking up to who are you Who's feeding you for you for your next expansion of growth? Yeah, that's a good question. Good question. Well, actually, I mean, Jordan Peterson, definitely. Um, over the past year, I've been like listening to him a lot. 
um, Russell Brand too. Yeah. So they're both absolutely inspiring me. Um, I have certain spiritual kind of like teachers or people that have really like gone deep into the spiritual, um, sector, such as like Robert Gilbert from the Vesca Institute in the United States or like Sergio Magana. Um, people that have like just, they're not trying to be gurus. They're very humble and they're just like spreading the wisdom and like just doing their work. And so those kinds of people are very inspiring to me. And, um, and just honestly, like everyday people, like that's the, like those reflections of people making change and transformation in their own relative way in their own life. Seriously, is just, it's, it like really inspires me and humbles me and teaches me, you know, like I need to like see other people. So I think just meeting people like really is inspiring. And those are all the people that I can think about. Yeah. You touched on then about some of them people who don't have that sort of guru type of um, energy and followers and people and that's I think that's the thing where we're really moving through now maybe in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s there was then more focal points that people would you've got Maharishi you've got Osho and people would kind of just give themselves over and go I will follow you I'll join your yes. community some people would say cult or a, there is some along the way I don't necessarily think Maharishi is like that way and even our show to some respect I think people just truly believe in stuff but I think we're moving to this time now where it's like we're all our own gurus yes and we it's we're just like for instance Christ people would talk about you know like going and worshipping him and he gave himself and it's like actually no I don't believe Christ wanted that I think mm. he was teaching us all that we've all got Christ within us mm-hmm. and we are the embodiment of that and we are our own leaders mm-hmm. and but we can use people like yourselves and other people as that reflection to help them move on to inspire them yes that's really it's just about feeling inspired yes. by other people I completely agree yeah it's just that inspiration empowerment and then some tools to bridge that gap so that you can actually feel inspired. You know what I mean? Or the steps along the way to get to certain places. But it, it's definitely, which I think is why it's tricky, is like we have to do it ourselves now, which is like a deep responsibility, you know, to our spiritual journeys, to humanity, like the full self-responsibility. Like there is no guru, there is no savior. Crap. Like, and also... Like, yes, finally, like, it's in, back in my hands. Like, I would rather have it in my hands, you know? Um, so I think it's a powerful uh, time for that. Yeah. Yeah. You touched on tools then. What are some of the tools that have really helped you? Maybe rather than say this is what people should do, but what's some of the, you know, whether it's day-to-day or just some things that you've used over the years that have helped you to transform? Yeah, I mean, I think just... Being, uh, being open, I mean, in those moments of, say, like, in those moments of resistance or triggering, of just being humble and open to a new perspective, or to not being, having to be right, or to not knowing, I think that openness and willingness for the solution, or for, like, a solution, is, like, a very important perspective that's really helped me. Um, so that you can get 
the solution or so you can get resolution. So I think like open and openness and willingness for for change and yeah, adaptability is pretty much one of the most critical things. And then and then truly seeing like the positive, you know? And um and so those those just like as like one kind of tool, but there's a million tools, I mean, such as like you know, meditation or yoga or I think just like holistic balanced practices um, are just very important and kind of can't be dismissed even whether it's exercise or um, you know healthy relationships so I think just doing those checks like we all I think I think everyone knows what they need generally and know what they need to do so I think it's just taking that action step so the physicalization and then the openness to it I think is really it might be just super simple but super challenging sometimes and one way i found is to let go of some old patterns is repetition of a new thing like you say whether it's yoga or meditation but turn it into a ritual and it literally like will rewire you Mm -hmm. and it could be and just having that commitment and saying you know i'm going to do this new thing and i'm going to do it for a month or two months and then it's just going to be yeah that's just going to be part of my it's going to be like brushing my teeth Every morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to meditate, or I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out for a walk, or I'm going to journal. Just anything that just will get you into a better state. Yes. Because when you're in that better state, that's when you're more likely to make more positive action and feel better about life. Yes. And it might and it might sound strange, or like I guess like cliche, or but like truly that whole kind of principle of like vibration is the most important thing. Like your state. And making sure that your state is appropriate for whenever you're going forth into something is like foundational. And I like have heard that a lot through like Bashar and different like spiritual people talking about that. And Patrick, my partner, has always been like, yeah, like your vibration, you have to make sure your vibration's in in check. And he's always been really into that. But seriously, it really does. Because like if you're doing something from a bad state or if you're holding a bad state like you can't do anything or you're not doing it from like the right place or the right perspective and so whatever can um and so that's where like the openness and ability to like let go and like move through those things so that you can get back to your equilibrium is very important and then those practices that particularly for you work and then doing them enough to like build up this like certain vibration or state to where you like are a happy positive person like most of the time you know and like you just work towards that i think is really important it gives you confidence yeah and you prove to yourself that what you're made of and what we can do absolutely awesome we're coming to the end of our time it's like flown um (laughs) but what i would um like to hear from you so this podcast is all about sharing uh, what good people are doing around the world like yourself and you're definitely doing a lot of good around the world but i'd love to hear from you to um you know what would you say to someone who's listening to this to is looking to go out there and do their own bit of good in the world what what sort of advice would you offer them do it <laughs> like actually do it you know what i mean like i think that that's i guess one of the takeaways is is to do it and that even that quote little thing, you know, that you're doing, you're like, oh yeah, it's insignificant. Like we were talking about, oh, planting a tree, you know, or like, oh, being nice to this person. 
it's like it is not insignificant i think like the even the littlest bits of good are absolutely uh well they i mean from a physics perspective like they're shareable and they absolutely do make change so you like it, it reverberates like it is a ripple and to to like truly like know that and i think like live through that space of sacredness where it is this traveling thing that does assist and like coming from it from that perspective that um whether it seems like a small thing or it's a big thing it does make a difference and to actually then do it is would be my advice beautiful thanks so for anyone who's listening to this and they want to check you out or want to find out about what you've got coming up so what's coming up what's on the agenda for you of retreats or adventures that other people might be interested in joining along yeah um so i've got a maui feminine awakening in september on the equinox so that is for women to like figure out what that is that creating that spaciousness for regeneration and yin and learning from each other and learning from the land and just creating that space to tap into that energy that one, that's what that one's for. Um, next spring, I'll definitely have one or two in Sedona, maybe one about permaculture and like getting deeper and closer to the land or just spiritual transformation and such. So we'll definitely have those next spring in uh, Sedona, probably have one either in like Bali or somewhere, you know, tropical for the winter. So those will be coming out soon. Um, in the meantime, I've got like my membership, which is an ongoing like support system so that people have like-minded people around them that can like hold them accountable and like have these tools and vibration, like things that keep their vibration up. So I've, I've got that and, um, yeah, just YouTube videos every week so that you can help people and give resources. So amazing. And just tell us a little bit more about the membership. Yeah. The membership is super fun it's the combination of it's it's this idea of like connection like with other people that might be missing in daily life maybe you're in a place where that's not going to happen in person all the time and so at least having that online space where you can truly go deep and truly have people that like see you hear you care about you create friendships at least in the digital space so that you have that you know support and that connection and like you're in that dialogue with other people so it's definitely a community space and it's also very much so like a spiritual tools and personal development transformation space with all kinds of meditations and exercises and practices that have really helped me and like really work so that you can keep on developing like on your path and becoming a better person and so it's just yeah a space for that so you have support and tools like long term like through life sounds amazing yeah and, you know you're, you're living proof that these things work so it's amazing that you've created it so people can tap into that thanks um so how can people connect with you what's the best way um you can google my name bridget nelson that's like probably one of the easiest ways or find me on youtube bridget nelson um, you can see the spelling probably on the actual podcast title. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's probably the best way. Well, I'll include links to all of that. Thank you. So lastly, thank you so much for mm. um, talking with me today. And I get um, like so much out of 
you know doing these podcasts and stuff and it's just amazing to be able to sit down with you because often I think in the way we live it can be quite rare maybe to sit down and you know have these like deep conversations for an hour an hour and a half two hours yes so I am um, really grateful for you to you know taking that time so thank you very much thank you and thanks for doing it like you're doing it right now like you're doing good like that's what it's all about and you're doing it and so thank you for doing that that's the aim awesome thank you thank you so there is today's episode wrapped up i really wish and hope that you guys enjoyed this one as much as me i felt um really good after this like i always do after i do interviews but this one i just felt you know even more so because i was down in glastonbury which is a great place to be and to record this and to get this out there for you guys and this is you know it's an absolute pleasure for me to do this and to be able to share it and you've enjoyed this i would really appreciate it if you would share it with a friend and if you listen to it on apple Podcasts, leave me a review that would be really appreciated and the show notes from now on are now available on the website so a few of the things that we spoke about today and how you can check out bridget and maybe go on some of her retreats or definitely definitely sign and subscribe to her youtube channel for weekly doses of inspiration so anyway i'm going to leave it there for today guys until next time Have a good one.